0: Good morning, welcome to Grace, I'm Pastor Ryan. Today is a unique Sunday as we will wrap up our Simply Jesus series, because it also is our confirmation Sunday here at Grace. We will be celebrating God's work in the lives of four of our students, Mason, Micah, Maddie, and Aubrey. As part of their graduation, these students will be helping to conduct today's service, and we will be hearing from my own son, Micah Flunker, as he shares with us what God has been teaching him. Thanks for joining us today as we challenge ourselves once more to order our lives around simply Jesus. Well, I guess this is what I get for being the pastor's kid. (laughs) While writing and creating the sermon, I want to thank my dad for always being there for me. I kept wanting to put it off, and he would always be there to tell me to get it done and to work on it and not put it off till the last minute. So I want to thank him for that. Our sermon, the sermon today is going to be based around Psalms 71, chapter 71, verse 19 in the Pew Bibles. That's page 830. That is my life verse. And it says, Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens, you who have done great things, who is like you, God. So we all believe and know all of the things that God has done. We all believe that everything in the Bible says is true, but we don't really spend our day-to-day lives living like we do believe it. How much time do you spend praying and talking to God on a daily basis? I know that I don't spend that much time talking to God, if at all. How much time do you spend talking to God? Maybe 10, 20, 30 minutes? Ask yourself, how much time do you spend talking to your friends or your family or just other people? That's probably more than how much time you talk to God. How much time do you spend reading your Bible? I know I also don't spend that much time reading my Bible. Now again, going with 30 minutes every day, let's say you read your Bible. How much time do you spend watching TV, or playing games, or listening to music? That's also probably more than 30 minutes. Now ask yourself, how much time do you spend serving yourself, wanting everything your way, or getting everything your way? I also spend I, I also, that's mainly my daily life. How much time do you spend caring about yourself, Compare that to how much you care about others before yourself and want their needs before yours. In all of our day-to-day lives, we believe that all of these things are true, but we don't really live by it. I have three main observations for today's service. From our verse, Psalm 71 verse 19 I'm going to split it up into three sections. Number 1 is God's goodness is infinite. Now if you look back in the verse it says your righteousness, God. I switched this out with goodness and I think it best describes everything that God has done because God is good. Right? So the right God's righteousness is like, a judge who makes judgments between someone who is guilty and is not guilty. And a good judge wouldn't be able to be corrupted or, like, bribed by someone to get what they want. That's how God is. All of God's judgments are good. And the second part of that is, your, is reaches to the skies. That is a figure of speech and in Hebrew it literally means, extends to the skies above. So this Christmas, me and my family went up to my grandparents' house to see them and my cousins and my other cousins. Now a couple years ago, my cousins on my mom's side, her brother, they lived in Philadelphia and a couple years ago we went to go visit them to see the Liberty Bell and... All of the cool things they have there. Now, I was pretty little at the time walking around this city, and I've never been to a big city before like that, at least not that I can remember. And you could go up to the base of a skyscraper, just look up, and it would just keep going up and up and up. You couldn't see the top of it. I was pretty pretty frightened by it, actually. It was it just never ended it reached to the skies and that's what God's goodness is like his goodness just nothing is greater than it now there's a verse that explains this really well in Romans chapter 5 verse 20 it says the law was brought in so that the trespass might increase but where sin increased grace increased all the more and that explains how even when sin is Like, there's so much sin. You think that nothing is ever greater than it. God's goodness is always greater than it. And nothing is greater than it. Nothing is greater than God's goodness. The second observation that I have is God has done amazing things. And if you look back into the verse, it says, You who have done great things. Now, the word great in Hebrew means large in magnitude and extent. This past summer, me and my family went out west to see all of the national parks, Yellowstone, Yosemite, and one of the national parks we went to go see was the Grand Canyon, as you can see here. Now let me ask, for anyone who's ever been to the Grand Canyon, why don't we just call it the Canyon? Why do we call it the Grand Canyon? We call it the Grand Canyon because not only are the cliffs incredibly tall and frightening a long fall down, but if you look out, it just extends as far as you can see. There's nothing like actually being there of just how mind-boggling, how far and humongous it is. We should call it the Great or Amazing Canyon for that. So what are some things that you think of when you imagine the things that God has done in history? Some things that I think of are how God created the earth, everything in it, how complex it is, just how amazing our planet is, and how God flooded the earth when it was full of sin. In Noah's day, he had him build an ark and washed away all of the sin. And thirdly, how God, when there was sin again, sent his one and only son to save us from our sins and forgive us. There's a verse that goes with created the earth and flooded the earth in Second Peter chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By those waters, also the world of that time was flooded and destroyed. Now, they did the people didn't just forget. Like, whoops, we forgot that God was here. They deliberately forgot, which means that they they didn't want anything to do with God or Jesus. So it's not like they just accidentally forgot. Now, some of the things that God has done in my life that I can thank him for. One is I have a healthy life. When I was born, I wasn't born with Down syndrome or cancer or any other diseases that lots of other people unfortunately are born with. Another thing is all of the places I've been, all of the things I've seen and all of the things I've done. For the first eight years of my life, I grew up in the Bahamas. I got to go out west and see all of the amazing places that God put on this earth. And I can especially thank him for my amazing family. My loving mother, my sister, my amazing father, my grandma, and everyone else in my family. There's this thing that me and my grandma would do. She would take me out to eat places, we would go to Annie's TNT Steakhouse and Culver's and we went to the ski hill to eat there and we would just talk about God and about life And it's a fun time The third observation I have is no one else is like God. He is the one and only If you look back me if you look back with me in the verse it says Who is like you God? Now my name the first part of my name the m the sound of the letter m, m means who the c which is pronounced cough in hebrew means like and the last part of my name ah mike A, is short for yahweh which is god's name so my name means who is like god and no one is like god there's a verse that says this in isaiah Isaiah chapter 43, verse 10 says, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor will will there be one after me. And that just says how there was never a God before, and there will never be one after. He is the one and only. So uh, what can we do with all of this? And the answer comes actually before Psalms 71, verse 19. It's Psalms 71, verses 14, all the way to 19. And it says, As for me, I will have hope, and I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate to them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to, this day, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens, you who have done good things, who is like you, God. So that is what we are to do. We are to declare what God has done. We are to declare God's mighty acts, his righteousness, his marvelous deeds, his power to the next generation and to everyone. Now, something that I have been doing for the past couple days or the past week is I would write down three things that God has done in history, or that God has done personally in my life on a piece of paper. Now, things that I would just take this piece of paper and just write through things that what God would do on the back of it. And if anyone is willing to share, I would like to ask if you could just stand up and share one thing that God has done in history. Should like two people stand up and share something that he has done? God sent his son, who was foretold by the prophets in the Old Testament, and he carried it through in the New Testament. Thank you. Yes, how God sent his son—that is an amazing thing that God did and could we just have one more person stand up in jail God sent the Holy Spirit so that the disciples could go out and start the church. How God sent the Holy Spirit for the disciples to start the new church and to praise God's name ultimately. Now, I've been doing this for the past couple days. I want to challenge you this week to, when you go home, Before you go to sleep or even during the day, try to write down three things that God has done in history. And even better, write down three things that God has done for you in your life. One more thing that I have to say is even if you forget or don't pray, read your Bible or serve God or others, God still loves you no matter what. Just how my dad helping me and nagging me even when I was kind of a pain in the butt to get to work with. He still loves me and he was still there to help me. And God loves you too no matter what. Which means that we do all of these things not so that God loves us but because he already does. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for all of the amazing things that you have done. Thank you for sending your son. And thank you that nothing can ever be greater than you. You're the one and only God. Amen. Amen. Thank you.